Hi everyone and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast or welcome if you're new here. So excited to have you listening to the show. I am incredibly excited to bring you today's interview that I did with my friend Julia who fun fact we actually went to school together so she's kind of the first of my friends that I'm bringing here onto this podcast. I have so many more of my friends that I need to share with you but starting with Julia today. Oh my god, this podcast interview is incredible. Like we talked about so many things and I am just so grateful that Julia shared all of her stories, right? She moved to Sydney after school and now she is a sports science student and also an Instagram fitness influencer. So we talked about so many things, like literally from, of course, the best Instagram tips all the way to time management as a student, all about mindset and how to protect your mindset if you are from a small town, because Julia and I, we are from the same small town. We also talked about, you know, limiting beliefs and fears and really about so many things. And Julia is just so incredibly relatable and you should definitely make sure you check out and follow her Instagram because it's just really amazing and she's just such a lovely person and yeah if you're new to this podcast make sure you subscribe because we're always having such a blast here and yeah without further ado let's get started with this interview. Oh no, actually one more little thing. So if you come from Julia, then I know you love Instagram. So something that I love to do with my podcast listeners to really engage with them and to, you know, just start communicating, start a conversation. Make sure you take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast episode right now and post it into your IG stories and then link Julia or link me or link us both. And then we know that you're listening to the podcast because the weird thing about podcasts is that you there isn't really a comment section so we don't actually know who exactly is listening so yeah make sure you you screenshot it and put it onto ig so we can know that you're listening this is the digital diamonds podcast helping your business shine bright online I'm your host, Laura, and I'm a student entrepreneur and YouTuber. I help female entrepreneurs to create standout YouTube channels and show up with the most badass, confident version of themselves online. Let's get you the online visibility and attention that you need to build your own girlboss empire. Hi, Julia, and welcome to the Digital Diamonds podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you, and it's obviously really funny that we talk in like this environment when we are like friends <laughs> but so anyway so for my listeners feel free to introduce yourself what you do who you are and just tell us literally about like every aspect everything that we could be interested in just we want to hear it all my name is julia i'm currently a sports science student in germany and i'm also trying to grow an instagram based on Sports, of course, functional movement, healthy nutrition, all things like that. Yeah, and I'm actually trying to become self-employed until about next year because I am planning on doing an exchange. So I want to kind of have a passive income. And yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so 
Julia is such an interesting person and it's like really cool. Like she's kind of like the only like-minded like person in my age. Like become, because we come from like the same small town, right? We went to the same school. That's how we know each other. And it's just so great to have someone who's like like-minded. And I really wanted to have Julia on the podcast because she's like a fellow you know, student entrepreneur. She is really determined. She's really focused, really ambitious. Aww. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's really so much that I want to share with you guys where Julia can bring a lot of value. So obviously we will be talking about Instagram because Julia's Instagram is amazing. But we will also talk about things like time management as a student and also, I'm really interested in talking about dealing with the small town mindset because, as I said, we both come from a small town. And Julia is also really into personal development, so we will talk about so many things <laughs> for getting into, like, really in-depth um, stuff. I have, like, a few quick questions that I'm really, really curious to ask you, Julia. So, yeah. what is your favorite podcast right now? Mm, right now, my favorite podcast is The Ground Up Show by Matt Devella. He talks a lot of he talks a lot about minimalism, actually, as well as personal development. And his guests are great, by the way. Nice, nice, nice. I I don't know the podcast. I think you oh, mentioned... you definitely got to check it out. Yeah, yes. I think you you I think you mentioned it on your Instagram story. So I think I I'm yeah. subscribed, but I haven't um yeah I haven't listened to it yet. Anyway. What is your, or like, what's one book everyone who wants to get into personal development should read? I actually, I have so many books on my reading list that I haven't really, I haven't really read a lot of personal development books in itself, but I would really recommend if you're into minimalism or if you, I think it's also an aspect of personal development. Mm -hmm. So there's this book, it's called Goodbye Things, and it's by a Japanese author. I do not remember his name, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a great view on life and his, pers his perspective on minimalism as well. Yeah, like I must say, I've only heard of like, uh, I think the magic of tidying up or something yeah. or something that's like great that. As well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good when, you, when you're a beginner, when you're a starter and more into mm -hmm. the physical aspect of minimalism so all the decluttering and things like that but if you want to work on your mindset and shifting it towards a more simple life then I think the goodbye things book is is a really good one nice that's great okay I have to add that to my reading list because my reading list is also so long <laughs> and although I I constantly read and I constantly take stuff off it just never gets shorter so yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> so what is one non-negotiable in your daily life in regards of your well-being? So any habit that you like must do every single day. Mm, I think it pretty much comes down to a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. So I think for my life or yeah, for my daily habits, it's really important to, to fuel myself actually. And no matter if I can do a workout that day or if I'm just at home in the home office, whatever, I always want to feel my physical best as well. Because only if I feel, I mean, only if I feel fueled and yeah, only if I feel fueled, I can really be productive. And yeah, basically yeah. all the 
goals for the day. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And also like for, for entrepreneurs, I feel like there's this trend where so many entrepreneurs, it just hustle, 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 and they totally yeah. forget their own well-being. But it's actually yeah. that, you know, only your like only if you're feeling your best, you can actually, you know, show up as your best self. So that's really good. And just like you a little bit. Sorry. You gotta eat your, <laughs> you gotta eat your veggies. <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, veggies. Like I, I'm I'm more probably like I'm not the best role model for nutrition, but guys, if you need some nutritional like Julia, oh my god, Julia's Instagram, like whenever she shows like recipes and what she buys, I'm just like, oh my god, so delicious. Like you you just get hungry. Um you made those amazing raw caramel bars or something, right? Yes, yes. Everybody's kind of obsessed about that. I got so many messages that I posted a recipe and even my boyfriend, he was so into them. So, yeah. yeah. That's so good. Got to do that more often. Yeah, definitely. So a little Instagram question. What's your favorite app for Instagram filters? Mm, Lightroom. Must have Lightroom. Yes. Oh my God. Agreed. Okay. Not, not really filters, but you can actually... Um, you can actually create your own presets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important if you want to have a, a coherent feed mm -hmm. on Instagram, which is also important. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. I love Lightroom. And um, last little quick question. Who is your biggest role model right now? Ooh, that's a difficult one. Mm, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if I if I had to, to name one, it probably would be Brooke Enns. So she's a CrossFit athlete, but she's also big on social media. I think she has about a million followers or something. Oh, wow. Um, and she and her husband, they are into media as well. So he's, I think he's a filmmaker or something. So her YouTube channel is on fire. And she is so funny. <laughs> it's incredible. Mm -hmm. No, but she's, uh, she's really self-confident and also teaches a lot about that um, in her own kind of weird way. And she's also very raw and real and honest. So she's, she's great. I love her. Yeah, that's amazing. And like uh, Instagram husbands. Yes, we need them. Yeah, you're so lucky. I'm jealous. Anyway. <laughs> Let's jump into the juicy social media stuff because obviously this podcast on the podcast we love talking about like strategy and stuff right not only the yeah. the fun things but also like the strategy we, we all want to know it so the first question that I really want to ask and I really think that not enough people talk about it so I like we've all been there where we try to build something no matter what and we get so discouraged when after a few days or a few weeks we don't see the success coming right we try and try and try right. but like for example on like Instagram we don't get likes we don't get comments it just doesn't work so we think okay is it me or is that just how long it takes so I want to ask you so how long did it take you um like on Instagram or like online how long did it take until people started engaging regularly with your posts so um saying like when you ask on your stories like yes and in your questions how long did it take until people actually asked questions and they commented what was that journey like oh 
I think it took me about one and a half years. So mm -hmm. I've been doing Instagram for, I think, three years now. But at first, it was more like a private account. And mm -hmm. you really aren't engaging with your community because usually it's just your friends and family, whatever. Um, but once I started, to, or I was trying to build a community, I was trying to build an audience, but it took me quite a while, so one and a half years, but that was just because I never really engaged with anyone, to be honest. So I think it really comes down to commenting on other people's pictures and not like, oh, nice picture. You got to really engage with their content and also their caption. So I think that is that is a big one on Instagram because, yeah, no one's commenting on your shit if you're not commenting on anyone else's. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess uh, it takes, I, th I think it roughly takes about a year to build an audience or to actually have people comment on your stuff because they're, they're truly interested. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just, honestly, it's so good to hear someone saying like, it actually takes a year or a year and yeah. a half, because we, we always expect like, oh, well, I now decided I will grow this Instagram. So I will try it for a week. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, yeah. oh, it just doesn't work and whatever. But it actually does take time. And yeah. so during that time, like, how often did you post and how many, like, I know it's like a, a difficult question, but like how long did it take you every day to like comment? Like how much effort did you put in? So at first I, uh, or when I actually noticed how much of an importance commenting had, I started to comment, I think about 20 to 30 minutes a day, mm -hmm. maybe even more. I think it was in the period where I finished with school, so we passed our A-levels, and I had quite some time left until um, my flight to Australia, so I tried to kind of start this whole Instagram thing and get it going. Um, yeah, I think 20, 20 minutes a day are pretty much all right. And yeah, yeah. I think that's it. And how often did you post? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it is important to be consistent, Mm -hmm. And you have to at least post every two days, at least. But best thing would be to post once a day. And I have to be honest, I really struggle with this. Especially now during summer, I had um, still all my exams going on. So I was literally studying every day for like seven, eight hours. Went to the gym as well, had to work, things like that. So I didn't really pay that much attention on Instagram. And you definitely notice you notice if you only post once a week or once every few weeks, no one's going to care about it. No mm -hmm. one's going to care about you because it's pretty likely that you also do not engage with your community during that period of time. So yeah, people start forgetting about you. Yeah. Like consistency is just so important. And that is why it's also like, it's essential that you talk about like on your Instagram, you talk about something that you are really passionate about because If you just don't care about it, then it will just get so much yeah. harder to actually be consistent. And we will definitely talk about time management um, later. But for now, I was wondering, like right now, like in 2018, like just honestly right now, what's like your favorite feature to engage and grow your audience on Instagram? Is it like live or stories or writing your posts like in a certain way? What is it? Actually, I 
have never done a live video on my Instagram. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable on live video. It's amazing. Like, I, I can't sit. No, I can't. <laughs> but um, my favorite feature must be Instagram stories, even though it takes me about, I don't know, many, sometimes 20 takes to upload one story. <laughs> always, I think it always depends on my mood and like my... Mm -hmm know what my day has been like but sometimes it's just rolling and I put out about 10 stories in I don't know about five minutes or something and sometimes you, you kind of take a while but um it's it's great because between or among all the serious posts that you and I are doing um I think in your story you can really show your character and your your goofy self your you can show off your humor as well. So, and that's usually what people, what people identify themselves with as mm -hmm. well. So people love humor. They love to laugh, obviously. Um, yeah. And if you put your goofy self out there, they usually feel more, they feel more attracted to you, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I always talk to my audience about, like leveraging um, Instagram stories, Instagram highlights yeah. to really like focus down on your personality and to always show off what makes you unique. I think yeah. it has a lot to do with like self-awareness, knowing, okay, well, what are actually the personality traits people love about me? But the thing is like, you cannot find those out if you don't share, like you just have yeah. to share, 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 share. And then you will see like, what do people like? Like, is it like recipes or is it if I, I don't know, share, show my boyfriend <laughs> or if I show like behind the scenes of, I don't know what it's just, yeah, you got to like, put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I love Instagram stories as well. And I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. So, and you also, you have to yeah. use the highlight bubbles. I love the highlight bubbles mm. because I have one tab that says, that says fails. And I always put my like funny videos and stuff like that in there. So I have, for example, um, because of uni, I was doing a swimming course. So I have this weird video where <laughs> I love <laughs> that video. <laughs> where I'm wearing my goggles and this what is it called in English? The hat kind of the. Uh, it it's like a bathing, like a swimming cap, like a bathing. Yeah, like a cap. I don't know. And I'm just <laughs> so weird. So I'm showing that off <laughs> over there. Um, yeah, and, and people people seem to love that stuff. So definitely go for it. Instagram stories. Yes, Instagram stories are just amazing. And I mean, they're also not as time consuming to create yeah. as like an, a huge like post with like captions and stuff. And so, yeah, basically I like I have so many other questions I want to ask you. But like the last one for Instagram is if someone listening right now really wants to build an engaged community one like mm -hmm. you have not not one where it's like bots and no one actually yeah, you know cares bots. and stuff like you have like ten thousand followers but like two likes, on wait, the wait, likes on your <laughs> no one cares about your shit no no not not that kind of community but an engaged community that they can also then leverage for their business right what advice do you have in regards of standing out in your niche? Because obviously you are in the fitness niche, which mm. is a huge niche with so many people. So how do you stand out? I think, as I just mentioned, humor is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to 
you kind of have to have that little something that people, whenever they, they go on your profile, they instantly notice this one thing. Let it be that you're, I don't know, the way you edit your pictures or mm-hmm. you just need to, to have like one attribute that stands out, whether it's your humor or maybe in my niche, maybe you're an athlete and you're just really good at whatever sports you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, there is this one guy I'm following. He's into weightlifting and he pretty much only does weightlifting all fucking day and people love it. It's just, he's, he's so good at it that, yeah, people come back to his profile and watch it over and over again and also watch his progress and yeah, whatever. So I think you have to have at least one thing that makes you stand out. And for me, I think it's, it's humor or as, at least I'm trying to show my humor because sometimes I guess that people think I'm, I'm very serious, which I'm <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love, I love feed coherency. It's just, it's my favorite thing in the world, but it drives me crazy as well. So. Oh yeah, I can imagine. No, but like that is something as well where, um, like I love to call that like brand accessories. So things that make you like you you kind of have like your core thing like for you it's maybe like the functional movement the you know eating really intuitively with a lot of like whole foods and stuff like that that's kind of like your 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 content niche if that makes sense but then what actually makes you unique is like your humor and I I have to say like for me what also makes you unique in my eyes is definitely how you edit your pictures like that's such a big thing because it's like <laughs> it's like gray and stuff like and and I know that's so like nerdy and so in depth but I still think also like your hair color makes you stand out because like contrast with with the gray oh my god that's yeah. like I know that's so weird but those are like the little tiny details that create this this little something that you mentioned that makes you different yeah, being a redhead. <laughs> yeah, being a redhead. <laughs> no, but it's true. No, it actually, it actually helps. So people, yeah. people know you. People know your face, and they, yeah. So it does. Really <laughs> yeah, and like you're such a great example as well that those brand accessories, like your unique selling point, can be like can consist of so many things, and it doesn't need to be that you're like an absolute professional in your yeah. industry and that is why you are like so stand out it can literally be your hair color or how you edit your pictures or like how like the the, the funny things you talk about on your instagram stories like it can be anything and what do you say how can you find out like is it just like by doing and then analyzing your content yeah, I think you have to reflect a lot on yourself, on the content you put out there and how people react on it. So, yeah, and what you also can do is just just ask your friends, what do they what do they like about you? What is the thing that makes you unique? So, or ask your family as well. So, oh, yeah. collect a few opinions and you can probably figure it out. Yeah, like that is something I did when I first started blogging. I literally was I I like asked my friends, I was like okay, like, I want to start this blog. Like, what are three things you think about when you think of me? Like, that is great. Things like that, like, really easy things that you probably wouldn't think of, but it's so important. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Sometimes kind of lose, lose, uh, lose the, the view for it. Yeah. 
like it, it's kind of like you you like when you think about growing like in, in instagram you like everyone is like okay like what is the strategies what hashtags do i have to use what is the secret yeah. but the secret is to be yourself i know that's cheesy yeah. but it's true and to actually know what makes you unique and yeah. That's really basic and that doesn't only apply to Instagram, that applies to every single brand, right? They all know what makes what makes them unique and then they strategically mm. highlight that. But anyway, um, yeah. I before we move on, I just really wanted to like just this little motivation for my listeners. What are some successes you have had with your Instagram? Something that you're like really proud of? Mm. I had a few corporations going on this year that I was really happy about. For example, a few of them were local. So I was, or I am currently, I am into CrossFit a lot. And I was looking for a CrossFit box, which is essentially just a gym where you only do CrossFit when in, a, in a community. Uh, I was looking for one, but these are so expensive. They're about, I don't know, 60 to 100 euros a month. Mm -hmm. which is obviously as a student it's not easy mm -hmm. to afford <laughs> um yeah so this one guy hit me up on instagram and he was like oh that sounds very wrong but he wrote me a message on, on instagram and he was like um yeah so i'm a box owner and we're in leipzig why don't you come over have a look and say what you think and maybe we could do a advertising and yeah deal something like that so that I do some content for the box and post it regularly on my story and maybe my feed as well um, and in exchange I can train there for a lot less mm -hmm. so that was a huge win for me this year with Instagram and I actually never thought that I would make it to the point where companies would approach me and ask mm -hmm. me to to yeah ad advertise for their products or just send me their products as a little gift which i think is very sweet yeah. and i think it's also important to say no so there was this mm -hmm. one quite big supplement company that approached me and i don't i don't really like their products not because their product itself is bad but you know me i i'm a lot into whole foods mm -hmm. and um unprocessed foods this whole kind of thing and i'm not really into taking protein powder a lot anymore or any mm -hmm. yeah external vitamins apart from my usual omega-3 whatever yeah um and i really couldn't identify with them so and i was quite sad about this because this could have been a huge win for me and i think it still kind of is that i said no to them mm -hmm, um definitely. Yeah, so but I wanna I wanna stay honest. I wanna I don't want anyone um have an influence in my opinion just with for the sake of money or yeah, products, yeah, whatever. Totally. And also, you know, the thing is that it takes so long, as we said in the beginning, to build this community. And it's really when yeah. you have a community that actually like asks you questions and messages you and actually cares about you it's just the best feeling ever yeah and, and they trust you yes and it's just like like people i think i mean sure like the brand sponsorships and everything the brand deals that's also cool but i think what people like what's the most rewarding thing of it all is if you can 
actually like influence other people like if you can be an actual yeah. influencer not in a way where it's like oh, i only care about like collaborations and sponsorships and whatever but it's like being an actual influencer and going yeah. back to having an impact on someone's yes. life that's just like the best thing ever so i love totally. that we got really real on the instagram uh -huh. and of course they're like you know like hashtags and you know copywriting and do this yeah. and tag them and but those are like strategies that everyone can just google and i think it's important to say as well that there is no one strategy because if there mm. was then everyone would have like an engaged community if it was that easy right i think there's no shortcut i see a lot of people mm -hmm. using bots as well oh God. um not not the creepy ones where they put like weird comments under everyone's photo but These are bots that follow people and if they don't follow you back in like, I don't know, a few days, mm -hmm. unfollow them and you never follow them again. So the bot knows which or yeah, which person it already followed. Okay. Um, and the thing about it is that you can pretty much, um, you can pretty much exactly choose your niche mm -hmm. and what kind of profiles you want to, you want to follow or the bot should follow. And that helps a lot of people that have good content already, but they just don't have any visibility online. Mm. And on one hand, I mean, you probably get a few real followers as well, but for most of it, I just, I just don't think that it's a good thing because I'm a real, I'm a huge fan of organic marketing, just mm -hmm. like Lee says. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> No, I love it because that's when, when people want to interact with you and not just follow you because you follow them. So I think. Yeah. Good. I mean, that is so true. And also, I mean, you know, my listeners, they're all like business owners and entrepreneurs. Right. So, um, it's also like, would it, like, it doesn't even make sense to have any followers that are not engaged with you because they wouldn't buy from you anyway. Yeah. Like, Nobody, yeah. yeah like no one from those bots would actually care to buy so why even waste your time and money on stuff like that when you could create great content and show your humor <laughs> and weird side on instagram stories okay anyway um we have so many more questions to go so you mentioned really um briefly all of your things that you are doing right so you are like studying full-time you your fitness is amazing You know, I think you have a part-time job, right? Or is I do, I yeah. do. I actually, I just started this about two months ago. I mean, I wasn't a part-time job before, but it wasn't that intense. So now I'm working 12 hours a week, which is still not much, but um, I'm working in a gym now that just opened in the area where I live. Nice. So it's cool for me to actually work in an actual gym. So, but yeah. Yeah. No, but that's like all so much, right? And even if my listeners, if not every one of them is like a student entrepreneur, I know there are a few, but just generally, generally as like an entrepreneur, we can often get overwhelmed. Like I'm currently at a stage, like I talked about it in my last podcast episode where I am super, like I have too much stuff going on. <laughs> um, but what are your like best tools and tips for time management And what does like a typical day in your life looks like? So like student, influencer, fitness person day in the life. <laughs> well, my number one thing would be to always wake up early or as early as you, as you can as possible. I usually wake up around, I think 
when I was, uh, when I had the exams going on, I was waking up around 6am, which mm -hmm. is not early in itself. But for me, it's really early because I usually go to bed about like 11ish, uh, something like that. Um, yeah, of course, it's important to get your sleep in if you want to work properly. But yeah, six or seven is usually the time that I get up, even though if I don't have a class until like mm -hmm. 11, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to be organized, of course, you have, you have to have a plan, to-do list, something like that. I have a whiteboard in my room where I write down oh, all nice. the things that are important. And I'm currently tr trying to narrow these down to about like three or four really important things that I need to, to get done throughout the day. For example, um, write the post for the day um, or, you know, study for exam, XYZ, mm -hmm. something like this. Um, yeah, but I think there are a lot of tools out there that can help you with time management. And personally, when I go to uni, so the next semester starts, I think in two weeks or something like that, um, I love to schedule my whole day which oh, sounds yes. weird but I love no, it I love, good. To, <laughs> I love to work in blocks so mm -hmm. I have I don't know in the morning one block half an hour just for myself where I try to meditate or get my breakfast in maybe do some journal journaling as well because I'm really trying to get or to become consistent with that mm -hmm. um and yeah afterwards maybe half an hour of engaging on Instagram and after that I'll start I don't know maybe meal prepping so I like to have these blocks which are like half an hour or an hour or two wait know exactly what I'm gonna do and yeah there's no procrastination happening and you also can um, hold yourself accountable and it's also good because you kind of get a feeling for how long you it takes you to to do certain things mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i guess that's these would be my best best tips they're not that fancy but it works so yeah oh my god no like i couldn't have said it better like every tip you said is like also what i do like it's literally the trick and when you said like 6 a.m. is not that early, it's not early for people like us who are used to it. But when you yeah. people get up at 6 a.m., they're like, are you crazy? And especially on days <laughs> when you don't have class, like when I tell people, well, I get up at like 6 or 7 every day, no matter what I do. And they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, because yeah. I want to be productive, okay? <laughs> no, but it's, but it's the best for your system as well to wake up at the same time every single day. So it's not going to be that hard for you to actually do it because your body's used to it. So I naturally wake up around 7, latest like 7.20 or something like that. So I don't need any alarm or anything like that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. It's the best and it does take some time to get into it. But yeah. once you are in it, it's, it's like the best thing ever. So I totally agree. Oh, yeah. I also love that you said with the priorities. That's also something I do. I have like, I like sometimes when I to-do list is big like huge I just have like a separate to-do list and then I pick like three or four priorities for that day so it doesn't isn't like overwhelming yeah and um, so I do that too and what I loved as well when you said with the time blocking that's actually something I, I should be doing it more with my business I'm not but with uni for example it's the best thing because when you literally put a timer and you say okay I give myself 
one hour to do this, then you actually get it done in time. Yeah. But if you would, if you wouldn't set the timer, you would like be really like you would you would fall in the trap of perfectionism and you would be like oh well maybe this and maybe this if you just say like okay an hour and then i'm done then you are done in an hour yeah there's also an app that i just tried out it's called focus keeper and mm -hmm. there you can choose uh for how long you want to work and i usually put in like 25 or 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then once the timer goes off you have like a five minute or to ten minute break whatever you put in and yeah then it goes on again and that actually helped me to to do the final studying stuff because yeah i was i was a bit behind with my last exam and i had to i don't know learn about seven or something lectures mm. from two topics in one day and i was just trying to <laughs> to press all this stuff in my head and i was a bit overwhelmed but it worked out pretty well with the timer app because you um you don't get distracted so easily especially mm -hmm. with social media and working in social media or yeah being self-employed mm -hmm. around social media it's quite hard to to be focused and not scroll on instagram and you know you probably know the struggle yeah like flight mode i always put flight mode in when i'm working yeah and like i put my my phone away because like otherwise like you cannot allow yourself to scroll like you just cannot yeah. because it won't work it's um, hard it's it hard is. It is, especially when you're like, oh, but you know, and I want to grow my Instagram and it needs time, whatever. And I don't want to do this assignment right now for you, me and whatever. No, like just, just get it done. And then after that, you can reward yourself with saying, okay, now it's scrolling time. <laughs> True. But what I think is I usually, I scroll, I don't do anything productive. I don't comment on people's pictures. I'm just scrolling and being a consumer or I watch stories. And it, sometimes, I don't know, it just takes me about 20 minutes. And then I realize, what, what am I doing? <laughs> what the heck? Struggles. Um, Struggles. Yeah. So just like really quick, because I think my, my um, audience might be interested. What is like a typical day in your life when you're like a uni? When I'm at uni, I usually prefer to work out in the mornings or after uni. So let's say I let's say I have uni in the morning. I would wake up and have breakfast, obviously. Um, do something for myself. Try to journal, meditate, or just do some mobility stuff so that I get mm -hmm. my body ready for the day. Um, I try to not check my phone as soon as I wake up. So I try to at least wait about 30 minutes or something like that. I love to have a hot drink, especially during fall now. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I head off to uni. I usually have like sports courses mixed with all the theory stuff. So, and afterwards I try to head off to the gym directly. So I usually pack everything and yeah, Try not to try not to waste as much time by just, you know, traveling between home and the gym and uni. So I try to get things done. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that is good. That. Um, anything else? What's like, Usually. like, when do you do your Instagram? Is it like in the evening or like between classes or in class? <laughs> um, I actually do it sometimes between classes. So I sit 
I sit in the cafeteria with my laptop and do some photo editing and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I experience that I am most productive in the mornings. Mm -hmm. um, so I technically should write my posts and things, uh, all these things in the mornings. But I actually sometimes procrastinate till, <laughs> I don't know, like 7 p.m. And yeah, I usually post, I think, I want to post early. I want to post around like 8 instead of 9 or 10 because people seem to just already be asleep, be in bed, and do not really want to comment mm -hmm. comment anymore, things like that. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm still struggling with this to be honest. So I'm trying to get the post out of the way in the mornings, or at least like later afternoonish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah no that makes sense and i love like see i'm so happy to talk to a like another morning person and Yay. it's like a common trend i think in the like when you look at successful people whatever success means to you but like to, to be honest actually a lot a lot of them are morning people like it's not just yep. something like a trend or where people are like yeah like morning routine and whatever like it is true that if you start your day right if you start your day being productive, then you already have, because it's also like just a fact that in the morning you have more energy. So yeah. why not use that, right? I think in the afternoon and evening, you're also kind of decision fatigued. So mm -hmm. your brain is so crammed up with all the things that you experience during the day that you don't really want to make decisions anymore or be that mm -hmm. productive. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I have never really met that many people that work late nights rather than early mornings and are, are really successful as well mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's really true and like honestly guys if you're like oh my god like i'm such a night owl i'm just so productive at night then you have never tried a morning routine like, true you have never even tried to be a morning person okay be a morning person and then tell us again that you're more productive at night you you are not <laughs> so anyway um, Come with I, us. be a morning yes, person be a morning person um okay so for kind of the rest of the podcast it will be really more life talk and mindset talk because i love talking about stuff like that right yeah sure i mean, I mean we we have talked about that um like privately um a lot but um as i said in the beginning for you guys who are listening, Julia and I, we come from the same small town area. And now, Julia, you live in a bigger city, right? But there are yeah. still small-minded people everywhere and probably people who don't understand what you're doing with your Instagram and whatever. So how mm -hmm. do you keep your mindset, your success mindset, protected um, when you are surrounded by people who are not driven, who don't get what you're doing and who are like, just small town people. <laughs> mm, I have to be honest. I think you have to cut the cords or like, I'll, I like to say cut out the excess, which sounds mm -hmm. very harsh at first, but I usually in the past years, I tried to cut out all the negativity and all the negative people around me. Mm -hmm. And I only surround myself with truly positive people, or at least people that support me and, know what I'm doing and understand it um yeah so I have a very small circle of friends mm -hmm. but they are not uh they're not judgmental or anything so that's that but especially Leipzig I don't know it's a bigger city in Germany but people seem to be still so small-minded that mm. I sometimes really 
I get angry about things like that, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm in public transport or when I'm around in, in the city. I don't know. I just, uh, I would, I, I kind of would love to, to avoid these situations and also talk to strangers, weird strangers, or I live in an area that is not that super, uh, super protected, not that super mm-hmm. nice. It's, it's a bit ghetto. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So whenever whenever I'm at the at the tram station, there are weird people around me asking me for mm. signals or I don't know, it's it's just um, I'm trying to avoid it. Um but other than that, I I really prefer to to be alone. Um and I think mm. being alone and being able to to be alone with yourself is is a huge thing for personal development and also for yeah, for being happy with yourself i guess yeah um Mm -hmm. but that's that's the only that's the only thing how you think how you can avoid um negativity if you haven't any positive people around you you gotta gotta be with yourself and you gotta be happy with yourself as well yeah that's so true like um i think that is something a lot of people are actually afraid to say or to do because we all think that if we are successful in like um like human to human connections that means we have like so many friends and if we say oh we prefer to be alone then it's like a sign that oh yeah you just say that because you don't have any friends or whatever but like it is true like me as well like i'd rather be alone than be around people who just drain my energy and who just don't you know help me to develop so i love that you said how important it is to have a tribe even if it's small as long as it's positive and uplifting and even if it's online that doesn't matter either so maybe you have your um your mastermind group Mm -hmm. or just your community on instagram i think it's just important to have to have a small tribe any anyone that supports you really friends or family that you can go back to i guess Mm -hmm. totally and really feeling down yeah yeah and i also loved that you said you just try like it's like it sounds simple but you just try to avoid any negative influences or like any negative situations which is so true as well like for me for example here in toronto i hate public transport i hate it so much it's insane because it takes forever and i just waste my time in there and they're really weird people so what do i do i i walk as much as i can and I just, I mean, it's obviously good, like, for fitness, right? But not even that. Like, I just, it just keeps my spirits lifted. And I also really consciously try to only walk through neighborhoods that fit my level of where I want to be. Like, I don't try to walk through any bad neighborhoods because I feel like, like, I literally feel like this drains me and this makes me yeah, more negative. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so literally being super selective about who you surround yourself with and what you surround yourself with it's so important yeah also i think um being a consumer in a way like listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. and yeah also watching videos um from people that are the way you want to be or that you already are helps a lot so whenever i feel well, whenever I'm in a really bad mood or going to uni, public transport, whatever, I try to, to get my headphones on and listen to a good podcast or anything uplifting, really. Mm-hmm. So kind of shut out, shut off the, the outside world. 
Yes. Oh my God. Like it's crazy how like we are just like the same person because like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, it's crazy. Like a year ago, that's when I got really into podcasts and I like, I always had to walk into city center, like also in Aberdeen because I hate public transport. So if I don't have to take public transport, I will just walk. Right. So I always like every morning I like walked like for 30 minutes into city center to get the bus from there. And I walked through neighborhoods that I hated. I thought they were disgusting. They were great. They were awful. And I just, you know, all the people there, I was like, Oh my God, why am I here? Right. But it just helped so much to literally have like Angie Lee or whoever in my ear sitting in your ear. Right. Yeah. And just like, motivating you and you're like okay this is now but it's not how my life is going to be forever so just try to focus not on the negative things yeah that makes so much sense so um okay i am really curious you know i love talking about limiting beliefs and fears connected to mindset so I was wondering what were any like limiting beliefs that you had to overcome to first of all like grow your Instagram I think there were tons and tons of fears involved and also I would love to have you talk about a bit how it was like your whole move to Sydney because we haven't talked about that yet here on the show so tell us like what fears did you have what limiting beliefs right so regarding the Instagram I think a lot of fears had to do with going from like this private situation where you talk to your friends or you really, you really don't talk to anybody. I think it's just mm-hmm. kind of passive. I'm, I'm here, I'm around weird captions. You, you know that mm-hmm. um, to go to this, Hey guys, what's going on? Been to the gym, whatever, and actually talk or address someone in your posts. So that is weird, obviously, especially when you don't have a community yet. Yes. Um, so I think that was one of my fears, just putting myself out there. And I'm still dealing with that, to be honest, especially when it comes to like weird stories or very honest posts. I sometimes struggle and feel like, oh, is this actually helping anyone or... Mm-hmm. Um, do people do people really like this or are they just going to be like uh, what what the hell <laughs> like what what is this mm-hmm. um but yeah you just got to put yourself out there i'm pretty much a perfectionist as well mm. which i'm trying to that's bad yeah i'm yeah it's, it's, it's so bad it's so bad, it's really bad. So i'm trying to to get better with this and yeah but the the coherence it doesn't really help with it to be honest <laughs> yeah true no that that makes that and also yeah yeah um also (laughs) all good um also being in my niche so being around all the the fitness people and being a gym rat whatever it kind of well i had this fear that i wasn't experienced enough and i i think Mm. a lot of your listeners can can relate as well especially if you start as a student becoming mm-hmm. an entrepreneur things like that um i think it's hard because you're you're pretty much you're new to to the system you're new to to all the content and the things you you want to sell as well so you're obviously you, you don't have 20 years of experience mm-hmm. um and things go wrong and you make mistakes but i think this is just this is part of the progress so 
-hmm. I obviously knew that I, I wasn't experienced enough and I still, I am not. I do a lot of research still on exercise, exercises and um, stories that I upload just to make sure I'm not putting out anything that is not, how do you say it? That is not... Well, it's not like um, just anything, like it actually has some substance to it maybe? No, not substance, but it's actually correct in a sense. So especially mm -hmm. with, with movements, you have to be quite It's like research. Like yeah, it's actually credible. Mm -hmm. What facts you put out there, you know. Um, but I think you, you get more experience along the way. And if you don't feel comfortable putting something out there that you're not, you know, you don't know that much about, then just don't do it. Or just inform yourself before you actually put it out there. Mm -hmm. I think that that is uh, that is quite important, and yeah, we haven't talked about Sydney yet. So I <laughs> was in Sydney or Australia in general for about eight months on a work and travel visa. So I did some work there, did a little bit of traveling. I wish I had done more, to be honest, but I um, had to be here again for uni test. So for, or to, for actually become a student in uni. <laughs> <laughs> that's that um yeah and i spent about six months in sydney which is uh, quite a lot of time but i just i, I love that city I, I just can't help it so uh, um limiting beliefs when it comes to sydney i have to be honest i really it was more like a spontaneous thing not not that i mean i planned it for a few months but my sister she was like have you ever considered going abroad after after school and i was like no, but sounds good. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I decided that I didn't really think it through, to be honest. Which is always a good thing. Which is a good thing because yes. you there are not that many fears coming up in the first place. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I struggled with a little bit was um, the English language as well. So mm -hmm. we both obviously in school were pretty good at English, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. When you do it, like when you talk to someone in English for the first time, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like you do not, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to express yourself. You try to translate all these things from German into, <laughs> into English and it's just weird. So, and I was like, how the heck am I going to find a job and talk to people like waitressing or I ended up working in a club and I was a host host or hostess whatever yeah. you say mm -hmm. um and I, my job was actually to talk to people so <laughs> i kind of had to figure this out and it took me a few weeks but yeah i'm, I'm glad that this didn't hold me back mm -hmm. as well as the money mindset i know you talk a lot about money mindset and you also mm -hmm. journal a lot um yes, so about much it, which <laughs> which i love to be honest I really have to work on my money mindset. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had like, I don't know, 3,000 euros in my bank account, um, which is a little bit TMI, but I don't really care. So No, like um, we're all about the realness here. Yes. <laughs> so I went down there and they actually, I think it was a law that you had to have like 5,000 Australian dollars or something mm -hmm. in the bank account. No one actually ever like uh, checks that, but I was like, yeah, sure we'll just try it. Um, and I, I didn't really want to work down there. I was just like, mm, that sounds mm, not so fun. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe rather not. 
um, yeah, it turns out I had to because really Sydney is just really fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I spend a lot of money down there on unnecessary things as well, <laughs> which is something that I still do a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> Even even though I'm really into minimalism, I mean, I spent just lots of money on food. Oh my god, same! It's incredible. Like it's just it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You you only have to go to Sydney because of the cafe shops down there. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they have so many health places, and oh. you know the the healthy restaurant cafe um, kind of culture is is really really great down there. So that's where a lot of my money went. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm glad that this didn't hold me back either. So Mm -hmm. I decided to obviously work down there and it was hard in the beginning. I also got rejected a few times, which I mean, this also is a good thing as as well as a bad thing. Of of course, you get rejected, but you kind of learn from your mistakes as well. Mm -hmm. And you also learn that it's not, you that not your personal self is the one who got rejected so it's just maybe maybe you weren't fitting for the job maybe your skills weren't appropriate or you were overskilled um just yeah just things like that um and i think i have to still work on my money mindset but Mm. that would be that would probably one of my or would be one of my limiting beliefs because I obviously I want to go back to Sydney study there for a bit and maybe um yeah maybe move to Sydney as well Mm -hmm. later on um and I'm still I still find myself struggling with the money mindset and being like ah how much money can I save and is this actually going to work out but Mm -hmm. in the end my opinion is that whenever you put in the work no matter how hard it is when you put in the work that something good will happen to you mm-hmm. let it be anything yeah. yeah wow like that was all so great and i can just like relate to all of those fears all of those limiting beliefs and i am really excited like that you shared your story of like sydney because that is just Oh, it's so like oh my god like when you talked about it I was like oh my god I want to go to Sydney right now you have to it's great <laughs> I know I'm just like Australia New Zealand's definitely on my list um that is also exciting um so yeah my last question is what's one piece of advice you have for fellow young ambitious women who want to go well, it's like hard to hard to explain, but someone who just wants more out of their life than the average person. What one piece of advice would you give those people? Mm, always work hard, no matter what niche you're in, no matter what your your goal is. Always try mm-hmm. to 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 better yourself. Like the things like waking up in the morning, being productive. Um, I mean, you could lay in bed until 10, but this is not going to take you anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's that. And also get into personal development because this helped helped me a lot um, Mm -hmm. to, yeah, improve. Yeah, I think think what's really the key is that it's it's a constant learning process and you constantly grow. It's not like it's not if you like say you have like this this one big goal but then if you get there you already have your next goal so it's never about 
only working so much so you can get to the next level is about always growing and always yeah, always growing it's right. just like being a lifelong student <laughs> <laughs> that's student. true right mm -hmm. so I'm, i'm currently trying to improve my skill set and also my knowledge about the exercise side of things and training and functional movement so i actually um put up a weekly goal list just i think yesterday and it says monday to sunday and there are a few things on the site and one of them is um inform yourself about one thing just one thing um exercise training supplementation anything just mm -hmm. one thing inform yourself about it write it down that's it so yeah. whenever i do that i want to cross that off now for every single day and I have a few things more on that list which is drink enough water and I want to be more consistent with meditation obviously mm -hmm. um yeah I yeah. think there's yeah no But that makes so much sense yeah yeah and hold yourself accountable mm -hmm. so try to constantly grow hold yourself accountable I think journaling helps a lot as well to just get your thoughts onto paper that really helps Mm -hmm. And to, to write out, write down your goals and break them down. Yeah. And it's also the cool thing with journaling that I love is like, I'm already so excited because I didn't bring, like, I have this huge, just like the A, like an A4 thing of like tons and tons of pages. I think it's like a hundred pages or something and I'm almost done. And I started the, the thing in like March. So I've read so much, but I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to like, look back on my journals, like my journaling um, entries from like the beginning of when I started, because it's insane how sometimes you you're like visualizing your future self and how you act, how you are. And then once you read it, like a few months later and you realize, wow, like that's how I am right now. And I'm so much closer. It's like the best thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. I really want to get into journaling more. I actually have my, um, my notebook just besides me here that I just bought <laughs> and I just, I love, I love beautiful things. So I really, I, I do not have a lot of notebooks, you know, the whole minimalism thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just bought a very plain, simple black one. Uh, but I, I just love to have everything in place and have all mm -hmm. my thoughts in there and all the, the goal setting, all the habits that I want to do. And like the whole calendar thing where you go like, okay, I want to achieve this by, by that month. And oh, mm -hmm. I just, I really get, I, I get so excited about it. Same. Like I love, <laughs> yeah, I love journaling and notebooks and all of that stuff. So how first of all thank you so much for bringing so much value to the podcast thanks how for can, having me i'm so yes. happy to be here <laughs> how can my listeners find you online so we talked about my instagram so you can find me over there at julia.repple which is r-e-p-p-e-l um yeah i actually i thought about um getting out a podcast as well yes <laughs> yeah you, you obviously you you got me there you inspired me <laughs> you need to um, do it <laughs> and i have a plan already but I, i struggled with my time management because of uni these uh the past for the past month so mm -hmm. i might get that out by next year or so mm -hmm. 
yeah so and i also want to get some some presets out there lightroom presets because <gasps> i love photo editing and mm. i can only recommend every instagrammer to have their own kind of kind of style and lightroom is perfect for this so yeah get into that yeah it's awesome um instagram is obviously linked down below and thanks so much for being on the podcast Thank you. I loved it. I've never, I've never been on a podcast to be honest, but uh, <laughs> you did so uh, well though. Got it. <laughs> so how amazing was Julia? Like it was her first ever podcast interview and I'm so, so, so proud that she did it. And I'm also like, I cannot wait for her podcast to come out. I'm sure it will be really amazing. And all of the things that she's up to um, in regards of like entrepreneurship and, you know, growing her influence and just, you know, becoming really this thought leader and yeah, this influencer. I'm so excited for her. But if you love this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and put it onto your IG stories and link Julia and I so we can see and stalk you and DM you and say thank you, right? And just know that you guys loved it, right? So yeah, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you follow Julia on Instagram and you are here for me in the next podcast episode on the Digital Diamonds. Bye, guys. <laughs>